One of the things that human beings love to do is form themselves into groups, particularly to have a sense of belonging and security. Sometimes that has a very unhelpful expression, like with gangs, sometimes it's a wonderful, wonderfully helpful expression, like with church congregations. So when I think of the 10 lepers that we hear about in this morning's gospel reading, I, I think that these 10 lepers had formed the Cool Lepers Club that they were traveling around begging for food and begging even for attention and supporting each other as they wandered the countryside. Lepers were not allowed to be inside of villages or cities. They weren't allowed to go into synagogues or the temple in Jerusalem. They were truly outcasts. And this group of 10, even though we know that at least nine and one of them were from very different places, had somehow come together. And together, they found Christ. Not an unusual story in human history, that often it is in the company of other people that we can most effectively and easily find God, or rather allow God to find us. But one of the things that's happening with the Cool Lepers Club is, as I mentioned, nine are from one place and one is from another. Nine are from Israel. One is from Samaria. And if this were everyday life, the nine would have nothing to do with the one. Samaritans and Israelites were longtime rivals, as we heard part of in this morning's first reading, that for hundreds of years, these two groups of people, these two originally countries, were at odds with each other, even though they both believed in the one true God. So the 10 lepers, the Cool Lepers Club, were kind of an amazing group. That is until they were no longer lepers, and the club broke up. Jesus healed them and told them to go show themselves to the priests, which meant in Jerusalem, where as the gospel begins, Jesus was already headed. So Jesus tells them, go show yourself to the priests. And as they walk, they are healed. So first they start as the Cool Lepers Club. And then at some point, as they get closer and closer to Jerusalem, they discover that they have been healed. And the club breaks up. Nine continue on, presumably, to show themselves to the priests at the temple in Jerusalem. The tenth, the Samaritan, turns around, goes back to Jesus. Now, that may seem like, well, duh, why didn't they all go back to Jesus? Well, the nine, they were following exactly what Jesus told them to do. Jesus said, go to the temple, show yourself to the priests, get the, in a sense, the certification that you were now clean, could re-enter society, could worship once again, could live in villages and cities again. You can return to your families, maybe even to your old jobs. That's what the power of the priest's certification would mean. But all that would take place in Israel. All that would take place surrounding the power and the authority of the temple priests, who would not have wanted to deal with a Samaritan. A Samaritan did not come under their jurisdiction religiously because Samaritans did not worship at the temple. They worship, as the Gospel of John tells us, at hilltop shrines in the territory of Samaria. And so 
the 10th member of the Cool Lepers Club no longer had a group. He no longer had a group with the other lepers. He wasn't part of the wire society of the land he was walking in. And so he went back to the one who healed him to basically find out where do I belong? Where should I go next? And a fascinating thing happens here. Jesus tells him to go because his faith has made him well. Now, this word well is not simply a word meaning you're no longer sick. This word means that he is now healed physically, emotionally, spiritually. He is now a fully well person. The other nine of the now disbanded Cool Lepers Club do not receive that kind of blessing. And so they will need to continue that worship, that community surrounding the temple. And Jesus also, interestingly, does not say what he says to some people in the Gospels of, your faith has made you well, come follow me. He says, go, go. So part of what Jesus is saying here is not only are Samaritans worthy of God's healing, but they're also worthy of existing. That he did not tell the Samaritan, go back to the temple and become a real Jew. Instead, he simply told him to go. So presumably, go home, go back to Samaria, go back to that place where someone like me, as in Jesus, a Israelite, a Jewish Israelite, should have thought nothing good was there, Jesus saying, no, go home. That's good. That's a good place too. And carry with you the blessing of God, which also would have blown the mind of the other nine members of the Cool Lepers Club. Jesus is saying something radical in both the healing and in the direction that he gives the Samaritan, something that would be unexpected and, again, echoes the story that we started our lessons with this morning. This reading comes within the Gospel of Luke just before Palm Sunday. This is the final set of miracles and teachings that Jesus gives before what we now call Holy Week begins of Palm Sunday, of Jesus being arrested, tortured, killed, and resurrected. So this is the advanced course. It says in the surrounding stories that's basically the inner circle that is hearing Jesus' teachings and so presumably is witness to this miracle that is said among them. This is one of the climactic stories of the Gospel of Luke. And it's about everyone being included, everyone being made well, and that wellness being available even to those that we think should be outcast. And that the shame within the story is on the nine members of the formerly Cool Lepers Club, who, as they became healed, probably, expectedly, turned to the Samaritan and would have said, find your own way. You can't be with us anymore. We can't be seen with you. You're no longer a leper, but you're still a Samaritan. We used to have leprosy in common. We don't anymore, and therefore you're not worthy of being with us. And that's a dynamic 
that happens all too often among human beings right through today, where for a while we're on the same team, we're in the same club, we're doing the same activity, we're in the same job, we're in the same classroom. But as soon as that common activity or bonding agent ends, we don't want anything to do with the people who are different from ourselves. And so what Jesus is telling us here is, no, we are all one people. Doesn't matter if we're no longer in the Cool Lepers Club together, we still are one people. It doesn't matter if we're no longer on the same team, classroom, job, whatever it is, we're still one people. And everyone is deserving of respect. Everyone is deserving of love. Everyone is blessed by God. Everyone is made well by God, regardless of who they are, where they come from, what their backgrounds are. This is one of the climactic miracles of Jesus, so that through the centuries, we would remember what is the focus of the good news of Jesus Christ. And that is that all of the world is beloved by God. There are no outcasts. There are no outliers. There are no people not worthy of God's love. But instead, all of us, all of us are loved. All of us are cared for. All of us are forgiven, healed, and made well. Because God loves us that much, whether we're lepers or not, whether we're Samaritans or Israelites, no matter who we are, we are beloved. And we are to live out that reality by carrying that perspective within our hearts. That as we see people around us, as we encounter people, as we get to know people, we're all the same. We are all beloved. And we are called to live that out each day of our lives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.